So the sun is beating down outside. It's the close season. It's kind of the silly season, isn't it? And we're here, nevertheless, with the Talker United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast. Guy and David in the very hot room again. Well, it's the summer, it and uh, although there's nothing much happening, uh, there's always plenty to think and talk about, there isn't is. there? And, and, uh, and in uh, response to the weather, we do, of course, have the latest in the limited edition There Is Much To Discuss t-shirt. T-shirt, yes. Thank you very much for that one, Julian. That's yeah. going to come in handy during the summer. Um, yeah, but no, there's... Um, there's always plenty going on. Well, it's... On the transfer front, it's it's the phony war, isn't it, at the moment? The first two or three weeks after uh, the season finishes and the offers are made, I'm sure listeners are seeing lots of other clubs coming out with their retained lists, yeah. especially football league clubs, uh, and one or two interesting players becoming available. Um, whether United, obviously, now down in the National League South, will be... Uh, up for anything. I'll tell you one that, that, that caught my eye the other day is that Oxford United have released Mike Williamson. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously a paint and lad. Uh, I think technically he was born in Stoke where I think his parents were at the time yeah. but he grew up in Paynton and became a United trainee and went on to fame and hopefully a bit of fortune. Yeah. At, one would um, like to think so. Southampton um, and Newcastle. Southampton, Newcastle yeah. Wolves yeah. Um, uh, and, and then Oxford but he's been released there. God, what a good what a good capture as a player coach or something like that he would make. He would. Um, yeah. Great big lad, quality centre-half. I know Roy McFarland, the first time he set eyes on him, said he'll do and yeah. put him straight in the team. He was about 17 years old, I think. Made his debut at Bristol City in a League Cup tie. Did very well, look, didn't look out of place and obviously went on. Cool. Wouldn't it be great if United could get hold of someone like him yeah. at the moment? But um, It's strange how careers go that way, though, isn't it? You know, the, the, the career of the modern footballer right the way up to a team playing at the very heights of the Premier League. And in some ways, it's good to see a player making his way back down through the leagues as well. Yeah. Ending up with o- Oxford United Oxford or Oxford United. City? No, Oxford, Oxford United, yeah. One no, has, no. has to ask this now because well, yeah. obviously <laughs> Oxford City are now in our, uh, in with our league. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, no, no, that, that, that was just one of the names that... Yeah. Caught my eye. Caught my my eye. Um, well, we're on the subject of nostalgia. My Twitter feed came alive this morning with a notification that said, 14 years ago this very week, we got promotion at South End." Oh my goodness! 14 years ago, that was what a day that was. Stop by the it, way. guy. I'm, I could get quite emotional <laughs> here. Terrific um, game up there, wasn't it? Well, it, it, you and I travelled up on the day. I remember uh, in with a colleague in the car. Did. Uh, well, it, it, it was it was. In my memory, uh, obviously there have been some great seasons, but for me it was the the golden of golden seasons. Mm. Um, the first time since 1966 that United had ever won automatic promotion. Yeah. Um, with a team that was just a complete pleasure to watch week in, week out. There were some um, very good players in that team, weren't there? I mean, obviously, oh, wonderful, th- wonderful. Stevie Woods was in that team, wasn't he? Certainly was. Um, Kevin Deard and or Arjun Van Houston in goal. They seemed to sort of swap it around uh, that season. Yeah. Um, quite a lot of the players that um, uh, Roy McFarland had signed the year before: the Lee Cannavilles, Alex Russell, Jason Fowler, um, David Jason Graham was Fowler. already here. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, Joker Four uh, joined. Um, and of course, there were people like Martin Gritton and Tony Beddo. Yeah. Uh, um, just, just Hawkers a, was in that team as well, wasn't he? You're telling me Hawkers uh, was in Hockey that team. Was in there. Yeah. Kevin Wills yeah. uh, in midfield, and then of course, the, for me, that the, the 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 moment that 
I suddenly, not I, and I'm sure other United fans did as well, gazed down and saw the future was when we got Craig Taylor and Brian McGlinchey from Plymouth yeah. um, in about November time, on loan to start with, and they signed, uh, and we went to Yeovil, and we beat Yeovil in November time 2-0, and absolutely took Yeovil apart, and it could have yeah. been 4 or 5, and I... I, I remember coming back from Yeovil thinking, we've got a hell of a chance here. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, I think I struck up an informal bet with Mike and Sue Bateson that we were going to win promotion. And uh, they, they had their doubts, let's put it like that. <laughs> and, um, uh, and of course, through the closing weeks of that season, when the pitches firmed up again, mm -hmm. uh, United were already good side, uh, um, just got better and better yeah. and better. And many United fans... Uh, we'll remember their 3-1 win at Cheltenham about a yeah. fortnight before the end of the season where they routed Cheltenham 3-1 at Wadden Road and John Ward, the Cheltenham manager, came out afterwards and said that um, his aim was to try and make Cheltenham uh, um, uh, uh, as good as Torquay <laughs> the following season. Well, this and, this uh, really is making this wistful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's really? right. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, on the last day of the season, there were so many permutations... Um, Doncaster were, and Hull were both up, mm. effectively, I think. Yes, they were. Um, United had taken four points off Hull, uh, including a 1-0 win at the KC Stadium. Um, and uh, United had to win at South End and hope that Huddersfield didn't win at Cheltenham. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, history relates now that United were two up in no time at all at South End. Um, and uh, Huddersfield... Uh, were drawing at Cheltenham, um, and uh, Cheltenham had a man sent off. Uh, Mike, oh, what was the defender called? I can't quite remember it from Duff. Yeah, uh, sent off. So Cheltenham had now down to ten men. Huddersfield took the lead. Uh, Andy Booth, uh, their veteran centre forward, and Cheltenham equalised with ten men against Hull. Drew, drew one all. And didn't we survive a ridiculous penalty shout well, as I'm, well? I was just coming on to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. United had played, or due to play, at Port um, Mansfield a few weeks yeah. before. Not a few weeks, it must have been a couple of months before. Um, uh, uh, and it had been, the game had been frozen off. And Leroy Rossini, the United manager, was absolutely furious. There was a strip down... One, yeah. strip, one, one, one side of the field mill pitch at Mansfield, and the referee was Tony Bates from, from uh, Stoke-on-Trent. And Leroy gave him terrible stick for calling this game off and had a right go at him in yeah. public and private, saying disgraceful decision and all this sort of stuff. And actually, when the game was replayed, Mansfield, a very good team as well. Keith Curl was their manager, the former United player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, just leaving, just about to leave Carlisle. And... Um, I can remember saying to Leroy, Leroy, steady on, man. You know, you never know. We might get him again for a crucial <laughs> match. And, of course, who did we get for the last game at South End was Tony Bates. Yeah. And I remember when I saw the appointment, I went, oh, no. You know, and, of course, what? Was it two? We were 2-1 ahead, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. midway through the second half. And their centre-forward, Laurie Dudfield, was running through on goal and Reuben Hazel... Took him was out. It Ruben, I was trying to remember who it was. I took him it was out Woods, with the biggest stonewall yeah. penalty you've ever seen. It wasn't even an issue. It was. It was. Um, it was just Ruben got it hopelessly wrong. Arrived about half an hour late. Yeah. Kicked Dudfield straight up in the air and he landed in the heap. It was a penalty. 
the referee wave play on. And to this day, that happened right in front of the United fans at that end of the yeah. ground. And, and it was like a collective <laughs> heads in hands. Oh, my goodness. You know, we yeah. can't afford this because Southend were trying to come on a little bit at a time. But the referee, that same Tony Bates, turned it down and United won 2-1. And uh, I think you and I spent most of the journey home trying to find a pub to stop at on we Salisbury did. Plain, yeah. didn't we? And, They're uh, few and far between on Salisbury Plain, <laughs> they are. And uh, we ended up at the Eagle Tavern, didn't we? And no, was, well, I, I, or was it the Gissons at, at Kenford? Oh, it might finally, have been, actually, I think yeah. we yeah. finally said, "No, come on, yeah. we've got to," because we were so happy. And uh, no, it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful team. But people remember um, different things about that game. I was talking to a mate of mine about it the other day. And the main thing that he remembers from that is the cheeky girls being on the pitch before cheeky the game. Cheeky girls as part of the Foot pre-match entertainment. Football is different yeah. things to different people, yeah. isn't it? I remember speaking to the South End secretary. I think I was ringing up, arranging press passes or something during the week, and she said, "Oh yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you on Saturday." And I said, "Yeah, well, make sure you've got plenty of stewards." And she said, "Why do you say that?" And I said, "Well, there'll be plenty coming." And she said, "Oh well, well, we've um, we've had a chat with with the club with Torquay. They think about fifteen hundred. And I yeah. went, either double it or at least, what, she said? I said, believe you me, there will be between at yeah. least two to 3,000 Torquay fans. And she said, well, we haven't made arrangements for that. So um, on the day, I think they did get their act yeah. together. And um, I remember they, they kept having to open more and more sections, didn't they? Of, yes, of, they did. Of it that, moved around. And, the, and it moved yeah. around yeah. onto the side as more and more Torquay fans turned up. There were people coming home from... Australia and Hong Kong. I know somebody flew back in from Hong Kong yes, he did. They, to yeah. watch it. Yeah. And um, no, it was a, an unforgettable day. But, will, um, will we ever see it's like again, though, I wonder? Let's, let's, let's hope, hope so. so. Let's hope yeah, so. Indeed. OK, we spoke on last week's podcast about the likelihood it was then that, uh, that Luke Young was going to um, say goodbye to Plainmore and, yeah. and move on and look for uh, look for something else. And he has, well, he is in the process of doing that. Yeah, we, we, we did a piece basically saying, you know, that should he move on, uh, he has no need to regret anything mm. and, and we, nobody should be too disappointed because of the effort that he made. And then uh, in the wake of last week's uh, podcast, I uh, spoke to Luke Young and he, he confirmed that he is... Yeah, um, uh, you know, looking for pastures new and quite right too. He 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 badly wants to see if he can get a league club. Yeah, and I don't bl I don't think any United fan blames him for that. Not at all. Um, there have been one or two reports linking him. I think Yeovil and Exeter almost almost inevitably yeah. because they know that he's a West Country lad and ideally probably wouldn't really want to move away. But, um, but uh, he, I don't um, think there's any doubt that he could do a job in League Two. Yeah. I think so. I, I, partly because I think it's worth remembering that, that over the last few years at, at, at United, uh, he's had to be the piano player and the piano shifter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's not as if he's been able to act as the playmaker. Um, uh, he, he's had to do a hell of a lot of donkey work as well. And if you if you can imagine a, a, a um, you know a, a, a real Matt Hockley type figure, uh, a goer, you know, a getter and giver, who really knows what he's doing and he's got the heart and the physique to do it. You'd have, you'd expect Young when he first came to to play more from Plymouth, um, just after United had been relegated the last time from the league, and Chris Hargreave signed him from Plymouth. Yeah, and I'm sure you know regular United fans remember how sensationally good he was in the first. Um, dozen games of that yeah. season with 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 um, Courtney Richards playing alongside him and Courtney Richards sort of 
had been given that getter and giver role. Um, and Luke Young scored some sensational goals during that run. United were well up there, and I think we all thought, hey, we've got a chance of bouncing back here. And um, unfortunately, it, 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 it didn't happen in the end, and United finished in mid-season. But that was the that was a league player playing then. Yeah. Um, I always thought the, the captaincy took a little bit of the edge off his game. I think the responsibility of captaincy may be... Took a little bit of the spark out of his well, game. Well, it also happened. You know, he 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 had that really bad knee injury that yeah. knocked him out for effectively for for um, uh, um, a season. I think he only played eight games in that 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 second season. Um, he actually quite liked being captain. He 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 relished the role. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was overly impressed uh, when, you know. Uh, he didn't get it afterwards, um, although he was more than happy this year with, when, when yeah. uh, Josh Gowling and then Sean McGinty were captain. I think he, he had got his head round it mm. by then. Um, but um, I know what you mean, uh, especially because people forget he was only 21, I think, when he came, yeah. when he came here. So he was quite young to be, to be captain. And also, he, he's a very thoughtful and serious lad, and um, not that he isn't good fun as well, but you know he takes these things pretty seriously. And I, I know the point you're making is that Maybe somebody a little bit older. Yeah. Um, but I think it was Chris Hargreaves made him captain, mm. and and I think Chris thought, well, I haven't got a more obvious yeah. leader in the team than him, and um, he did. He did. He did like being captain. He he, he relished the responsibility of it, yeah. and and um, you know was full of respect for the position. So no, I think you know uh, we 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 will all wish him the the absolute yeah. very best. It'll be a a closing of a chapter. His father, Mark, was a trainee at the club in the 1980s under Bruce Rioch. Uh, they're, 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 they're all huge Torquay fans, and yeah. it'll be you know, a shame not to see him there next season. But, no, that's um, true, but it's a shame. It, it, every Torquay United fan will wish him well. It's one of those things you're telling where me. somebody leaves a club, yeah. and when he comes back, as he surely will in some other team or some other capacity, he'll be applauded on and off the Absolutely, field. Absolutely, yes. He has nothing to, nothing to regret, and... He certainly doesn't owe United anything. No, indeed. Before we move on, we should talk about the charity game from last weekend. Seen yeah. the pictures, that looked like a huge success. Yeah. A lot of players uh, turned up. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, an awful lot of people. People like Steve Winter, you know, a full-back that used to play for United. Um, uh, I, you know, odd names that you didn't expect to see as, one of the, as no. well as the ones you did. Um, and, and obviously it's a... It's a absolute indication of how highly everybody still thinks of, of Damon Lathrop, Damon Lathrop you know? yeah. um, and uh, uh, you know everybody's yeah, still rooting for him and, yeah. and um, you know let's hope it raises as much money as absolutely possible and one more time well done Joe Pope for putting that on yeah big effort a good job well done yeah absolutely indeed now we've uh, they, they've talked about the prices for next season this yeah. is a burning issue for a lot of goals well, fans I think everybody, isn't it yeah well it always is isn't it and and um particularly in the wake of relegation to the level united are at now um uh, i think a, a price cut was always on the cards because yeah. you, you can't carry on charging uh, by the way this is Quite a difficult area. United froze the prices last year, so there, mm. and, I, and I, I don't. There won't have been any increase for a little while, effectively. But you know, we're talking National League South, twenty-one home games a season as opposed to twenty-three. Yeah, um, there had to be a reduction. And in fairness to United, they've bitten the bullet and they've got the they pitched the prices at the level of nearly everybody else in yeah. the National League South that I've been able to track down. Um, 
So uh, the best seats in Bristow's bench now are £15 from £19 as a mm-hmm. £4 cut. You'll be able to stand on the pop side for £13 next yeah. season. Um, and a season ticket on the pop side represents just under £8, uh, £9 a game, eight ninety-five. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it, but like you say, it is difficult to balance this because the club would, you know, would presumably would think right. We have to cut prices. A gesture of goodwill for the fans, but they've still got the bills to pay, haven't exactly. they? Exactly. And you've got to pitch the price right so that you can still get hopefully. Uh, I don't this know what is, kind of gates we're looking at. Well, next there you season. go. Twelve, this, this, thirteen hundred in. I wouldn't put it. You know, you can call it a gamble if you like, but there is an element of of a gamble about this. You know that that United now on that level of prices, in order to try and make up or at least pay for some of the commitment to a full-time squad. Obviously, we've yet to see what sort of players Gary Hours can and will bring in. Um, uh, the quicker, the better on that, in a way, because yeah. the more signings you get, the more chance you have of people actually saying, oh, go on, I'll buy, actually buy a season ticket. Yeah. Um, uh, and But no, you, you, you need... A certain level of income to pay the bills, and, yeah. and uh, you know that many directors over the years. I've, I've, I'm sure other people have banged on about, uh, you know, oh, why don't you do a free game or a cut price match or you know everybody in for a tenner or a fiver and all that kind of stuff, which sounds very well, very yeah. good, but if you're actually running the club at the time, and you have to pay the bills on the Monday morning. Uh, um, any any cut price gate that doesn't actually bring in more money, either on that day or as yeah. a loss le- loss leader, doesn't actually achieve the the object. And um, so, you know, apart from being a thank you very much and a goodwill gesture, yeah. and of course, goodwill never paid any bills, so um, it, it it is a difficult one. That, but um, no, uh, United have have done the right thing. Um, yeah. They they no one acu- I think can accuse them of charging over and above for that league. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll we'll see how you know. Look at the end of it all. United best ground, yes. Best facilities, yeah. yes. Best this, best that, best the other. But if it's not the best team on the field, correct? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's a, what we'll that's pull what people, people in, for. and and that's why Gary Hours now is the central character yeah. in this. All eyes are on him and what he who the next uh, signing uh, is. Uh, uh, yeah, the the the, the, the next. Oof. 10 or 11, 12 signings. Yeah. Um, so it bring, brings us to, I mean, this this is the season, the part of the season where the players presumably are all away. Have anything been said about pre-season friendlies yet? Not yet, no. Um, there was talk of, of um, Neil Warnock bringing Cardiff City down. Uh, he, he certainly had that in mind the last time I spoke to him, yeah. uh, when, when he sent Reese Healy on loan here. Um, but of course, they've... <laughs> Neil Neil has just won his was it his eighth or ninth promotion in his managerial yes. career, one of the two, um, taking Cardiff up into the Premier League. So whether Mr. Vincent Tan has plans to take the Bluebirds out to the Far it's East, more or not, likely, I, 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 I don't really? know. Yeah. But or the Wild uh, um, West. Certainly, <coughs> Neil Warnock loves to bring his teams down to the South West for lots of different reasons. Doesn't he um, take them Royal Marines training or something sorts. like that? Yeah, doesn't he? yeah, yeah. And of course, he has a home. I love in, that. He has a home just over the border in Cornwall. Yeah. And um, so uh, I, that certainly was the in, 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 uh, an intention. Whether whether that one will happen or not, I don't know. But no, no definite news on pre-season friendlies. Um, and you know, United fans. This is this is, uh, you know, where the fans they need 
stuff to latch on to, don't they? They, yeah, they need, need, need a right, carrot, don't they? They, they do. They need, need to be right, looking we've, forward to We've done to the that. prices now. Uh, uh, we need some signings. We need some yeah. pre-season games. Um, this, that, the whole local board issue needs yeah. doing as fast as possible. It, it, it's like uh, United, it's a bit of a vacuum of info at the moment. Yeah. There, there is stuff going on, and I know there is, and, and quite a lot of, of, of the unsung work that goes on at this time of year, but it doesn't sell tickets. No, it doesn't. Um, so if we could say we were playing Red Star Belgrade again in the second week in July, oh, well we'd, done. we'd yes, sell a few uh, yeah, season tickets. Yeah, we enjoyed we? that day, didn't we? Yeah, that particularly day. since it was most of that team went out on one the European Cup at the end of that season, didn't it? It was they? the but, only uh, time, yeah. Actually, no, it will have happened since because 1990? there was... 1990? Yes, it, it was, was, yeah. There was an under-18s international at Playmore, wasn't there, last season. But apart from that, it's probably the only time the national anthem's been played before a game yeah. at Playmore <laughs> when, the, uh, when the teams came out. Yes. We'll talk about that one another time. So no news on the friendlies yet. There's a, a big fixture this weekend at Wembley, though, isn't there? The uh, Tranmere Rovers... Boreham Wood clash is that this weekend? It's, Absolutely, yes, it is. yeah, yeah. Um, what a strange, strange possibility whoever, whoever that Whoever thought up, that it? would happen. Fair play to Boreham. We're not knocking oh, Boreham Wood for a moment, by the way. Telling me not, you know, um, uh, proper you, li good little club you, made you huge strides in recent yeah. years. They were only promoted from the National League South in in two thousand and fifteen. You expect um, to see Tranmere Rovers in the uh, sorry, final. 15, 16. Sorry, go on. But you don't expect to see Boreham Wood, do you? It's, you it's been a, a real. Uh, this, this is a club who, whose average league attendance this season was 671. It's crazy. And isn't of it? that 671, on an average week, 200 of them are, uh, mm. away fans, especially in the London, all those opponents yeah. in the London area. Well, so you so you have the prospect. And Boreham Wood. Oh, don't uh, don't say they can't four beat points off this season. Telling me, and they? they are a right handful. Um, yeah, uh, they've done the yes, they did the double over United with in some comfort again this season for the second successive season. Um, uh, full of pace, decent side, uh, uh, and Luke Garrett has done a great job um, w w from from small beginnings there. Okay, so everybody says yes. They've got a whacking great money from Arsenal each year, so that the ladies can play there and they look after the pitch and they do this and they do that. Yeah, but uh, you've um, still got to put the team out on the pitch and, and win the games. Absolutely. Haven't you? Yeah, and um, of course, you know, United have t two ex excellent, not completely uh, their players, two ex loan players there. Alex Davy, who chose to sign for Boreham Wood rather than United in January. And the young centre forward called Joe Quigley, who was on loan yeah. at United a couple of years ago, they're both there. Um, and, uh, and how many do you reckon they'll take to Wembley? It's not far, well, is it? It's only it around isn't. the corner. No, it's, it's only yeah, like it's, us going it's, over it's, to Brixham it's, it's for a about game. Four isn't it? tube stops, isn't it? Yeah, Something like it that is. down yeah. the line, down the what is it? Is that the northern or something uh, line? But um, it would be nice know. to think this could be a springboard for them if they do pull it off. They're in it. They're in a difficult area in terms of fans. Barnet is what three and a half miles away. Mm. Who, interestingly, yeah. of course, that's the possibility of them going one way and Boreham Wood yeah. going the other. Um, uh, they're in an area with with massively Arsenal-backed yeah. fans. Mm -hmm. uh, so people traditionally don't go and watch Boreham Wood, particularly since the club has no real history at this level. You know they've been playing 
much lower league level for most of their life. Yeah. And it's only in the last couple of years that they've come up to national league status. So, and so um, Football fans in North London could wake up on Monday realising that they've got a, a, another club. In the football in league. In the football league. Exactly. Um, the ground, which inevitably in those sort of circumstances, when, you, when, when, a, when a club is supported so modestly in, mm. in number terms, uh, you think, oh, well, surely their ground won't be, you know. Well, it is. It is, it is big enough for league standard. It's yeah. 4,500 capacity, which I know isn't, isn't much. And it's a um, grass pitch, isn't it? It's a grass pitch, yeah. and they've got, you've got two small terraces on each end and mm -hmm. then two, two seated stands either side at Meadow Park. So, um, no, you, you, I mean, inevitably, if they take, um, you know, a couple of thousand, maybe a bit more, I'm sure most of those fans will, will, will never have stepped inside Meadow Park, or if they have, not yeah. for a, quite a long time, but good luck to them. Isn't that um, another game that just cries out to be played somewhere in the Midlands at well, a championship ground or something like that? Don't, Guy. But just uh, we, just we, play we, it somewhere between... Correct. Tranmere and, and, and a, a decent little club ground where you have a chance of almost filling it Fill and it. having a yeah. great atmosphere yeah. and all that sort of... No, they'll all rattle around inside Wembley. And it'll look awful on the TV Quite. because you know, even Torquay fans at, at Wembley made a lot of noise at Wembley, but look at the pictures on the TV and yeah. you think, was that all you could bring? Yeah. And it always looks like that. They yes. should never play these games at Wembley. No, but um, there you are. Uh, higher authorities have yeah. tied all that up. So um, do. no, I mean, uh, I, you do. I, I, somebody said to me, they said, "Oh, who would you like to see win that game?" And I, I said, I, you know, "I don't know." Tranmere is a great old club. Yeah. Very friendly. Uh, good down place to, to earth. Watch football. Perhaps good yeah. place. Not yeah. up themselves at all. Uh, um, and they should be back in the football league. You always want a club like that back in the football league. But do we not say and have we not said it over the years about Luton Town and Wrexham and yeah. Lincoln City and Torquay United dare, dare we say so although you know it'll be uh, a little while before that possibility mm. uh, happens again but no I I, I I think I'd rather Tranmere won it yeah but wouldn't it be intriguing if Boreham were, would, yeah. were, were to win it but we may have Jumped the gun a little bit by looking forward to so-called derby matches with Hereford next season, because we crunched the numbers this week, didn't we? As I'm sure we, we had to re-crunch them. Uh, um, and we came uh, up with I'd 23 a, teams. I, didn't I, we? I had yeah. a senior moment at one stage <laughs> and uh, and lost the plot completely. But uh, no, it, of course, it, the, the the whole makeup of the National League North and National League South is is slightly complicated because um, each of those two leagues relegates three teams. But the the six teams replacing them come from three different leagues, uh, uh, which include the Northern Premier, the Southern League, and the Isthmian League. So you ha inevitably you have a some yeah. teams going into one and some teams going into another. But um, it does look as things stand at the moment. Uh, there's only one outstanding match that affects all of this, and that's Sunday's. I think it's Sunday rather than Saturday's um, National League South playoff final between Hampton and Richmond and Braintree Town. So one of those won't yeah. be going up, as it were. Um, uh, but it does look at the moment that uh, of the rest, that Hereford, mm -hmm. who I think all Talk United fans would absolutely love to play again, yeah. and I'm sure vice versa as well. They were very old friends, and we used to play them twice in the league and nearly all the time in one or the Always other. Always in the Sherpa in, van, or the or, auto windscreens or, or whatever, yeah. 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 It, it was almost... Talkie fans never used to tune into the League Cup draw because they always knew it was going to be Hereford <laughs> uh, at one time. Um, but as things stand, it looks as if Hereford or possibly Kidderminster, 
who are currently in the National League North. Hereford have obviously come up yeah. to that level uh, as Southern Southern League champions. That's the weird thing. It's weird, but isn't it? As yeah. Southern League Premier yeah. Championships, Hereford might, as things stand, end up in the National League North, which would be a shame from our point of view. But if that happens, it almost certainly means that someone like Kidderminster would be, might be switched. But um, we'll see. It, it, yeah. still ha it still hasn't been th uh, finally thrashed out. I'm sure um, uh, higher higher brains than, than us have already yeah. more or less sorted it out. But um, And I, I, as you were saying then, I know that Hereford fans will be disappointed as well. My mate Paul is a big Hereford fan. He's been looking forward to a game against Torquay again for a long time. And uh, Well, of course, uh, you, you, the, the National League are very keen and thankfully they are on local derbies at Christmas and New Year. Um, as opposed to having them on a Tuesday night in October or something like that, but um, the, you know there are quen I mean, we, we would all love talking night to be Hereford Boxing Day and, and New Year's Day. Uh, the, 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 the 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 likelihood is it'll be much more. It'll be Truro. It'll be Truro <laughs> or Western Supermare, yeah. Um, yeah. or Gloucester City or yeah. Chippenham Town. It, it, yeah. Or Bath Bath City, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. But so there's plenty of candidates. For that, over and above, it'll be true. I will, I'll, I'll bet you ten shillings here and now. It'll be Truro, Truro Boxing City. Day, New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't bet against that <laughs> at all. But uh, and of course, you know, in all of this, we, 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 you and I, are sitting here, we try and be as uh, as bright and as optimistic and as cheerful as possible, and in in dark times, and yeah. they don't get much darker than this. Um, but. Uh, you know, the important thing is for United to get their heads around what level they're playing at. And and uh, Paul Buckle had it absolutely right when United came down the last, you know, the, the first time into the conference. You know, we are in the conference. We're not an ex-league club in the conference. We are a conference football club. We're going to play conference football to get out of the conference. Yeah. And over the next couple of years, they did. United are not a conference club, sorry, a National League club dropping into the National League South. They are a National League South football club. Yeah. And uh, whatever type of football it takes to get out of that division, all right, if United can put together a squad that's appreciably better than nearly everybody else, great. And and But on the whole, they're going to come up against a, a load of... National League South players, yeah. quite a few yeah. of them, hardened, experienced journeymen, aren't they? A lot exactly. of them are going to be journeymen yeah. who've done the rounds they're, of uh, of the non-leagues, quite they're, 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 various places. They'll almost certainly play the way they're facing and be yeah. happy with it. And and United will have to get their heads around it. And mm. and if they were appreciably better than that, they probably wouldn't have dropped into it in the first place. So no. um, it's it's a big old thing that horses for courses. Um, you know, I remember you know without going over the Paul Buckle ground too, too closely. Um, there was a reason why Paul Buckle made Tim Sills one of his very first signings. Mm. It was because Tim Sills, in his view, was the best centre forward in the conference. He wasn't Marco van Basten, but he got the job done in the yeah. conference. Yeah. Brilliant in the air, could take chances, put defender under pressure, ruffled feathers, and he got the players around Sills to provide him with that service. Uh, there was also plenty of other big, strong beggars yeah. <laughs> in in that team that, that that could lend a hand. But it was, you know, Buckle never kidded himself about what type of football worked at that level. No. And um, Gary Owers has had lots of experience at National League South level. He's had that time with Bath. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he should know better than anybody what tends to work at this level. And, and, and it's all about, you know, what sort of what type of players you go for and 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 letting them get on with the job of winning games in the National League South. It won't be pretty all the time. Even at Playmore, United will come up against lots of, of teams. And of course, you know, United are not going to sign a load of star players. The money no. they're offering is really good and an awful lot of conference National League quality players will be very tempted by the money on offer at Plainmore. Yeah. But you know, I think it's unlikely that United are going to be able to sign a team that would actually finish in the top half of the National League if they were playing there next season to play in the National League South. We all hope there'll be a mixture yeah. of, of both, but um, it's, it's not a snap your fingers and let's get on with it job. Now, one we left over from last week that we meant to talk about was programmes. We were oh, yeah. talking about the importance of a match day programme. Every, I mean, since we talked about it last week, turned out some old programmes. The oh. old one with the, um, the, the the yellow cover with the blue picture of the Imperial and yes. Jiggy Harbour yes. on it and yeah. the, the diving goalkeeper. But the programme is iconic, surely. They, they're asking football league teams... As things stand, uh, um, football league programmes uh, are, are compulsory to be yeah. produced by members' clubs on each match, match day. Um, uh, it, it's a rule. You have to produce one. Um, now, quite a lot of lower division National League uh, um, Football League clubs are saying they lose money, um, cost you know costs are more than we bring in, uh, fewer and people fewer people are buying them, etc. 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 Yeah, and they want the freedom not to be able not to have to produce them produce one. Um, uh, presumably. Uh, what do they do? Uh, um, do a kind of online version, and we, then on yeah. a on a match day, what do they do? Do they produce a, some sort of team sheet? Produce or, a team sheet, yeah. I suppose. Um, now, I, you know, you and I are a bit um, old school here, aren't we? We love our programs. Love and, and I used to love the football league review that went inside. That went the inside it. As yeah, well. that's right. That um, and and uh, you know, it's a shame from United's point of view because certainly over the last couple of years, the, the program's been damn good. You know, at yeah. Torquay, it's it's one of the best ones in that. You know, in the national league. Um, be interested to see how much of that carries over mm. into next season in the national league south. Well, you know, how 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 much they can afford to put into that. And it but, is a labour of love. It's it's a huge. If you think about yeah. you know having to put the type of program that United did last season, three pound a time, and you've got a match on Tuesday and you've got a match on Saturday, yeah, um, and you've got to make both of those programmes relevant. You have uh, to make and, them worth reading. Don't you have you? to make them Which worth I, reading. I think Torquay do. Yeah, and I, 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 that's right. Lots of fans quite rightly say, "Oh well, you know, there's, they're all ads and all that kind of stuff." Well. At least in Playmore's case, it's not that. There's plenty to read and lots, lots of interesting stuff, and have and has been, um, uh, and fingers crossed as to as to how how yeah. that goes next year, what they can afford to put in next year. But um, it, it's it's emotional stuff, this, isn't it? You know, program uh, um, programs are, are are part of the fabric of English football. Aren't yeah, they? Um, I'm trying to think back when I went to. MLS games and Bundesliga games, I didn't buy programmes there. I don't know if there were programmes or whether the teams have right. matchday magazines or no. anything like that. I don't recall the opportunity to buy programmes. No, at, at, um, 
MLS and Bundesliga yeah. games, I may just have been heading for the beer. So that's it's possible that I didn't see and the programs. And you programs. missed it, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't because yeah, you, 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 was it Kaiserslautern or um, Borussia Mönchengladbach? You, you were into. I, uh, the Saint Pauli man. Oh yeah, from but I haven't been. Hamburg. I haven't seen yeah, Pauli yeah. play. No, so I've, I've seen a couple of Bundesliga games. Yeah, but you've been games, to yeah. but, um, um, been to the Allianz Arena. Been oh, to you? the. Um, also been to Berlin to the Olympic Stadium. Oh yes, where Hertha play. Yeah. yeah. So the the, the programs didn't certainly didn't leap up at you as you no. were heading into the stadium. No. No. I think no. maybe it is a peculiarly English and Scottish thing. Yeah. Or a British football thing. That yes. Yeah. And also, you know, a lot of fans who travel, you know, uh, they make a real point of buying programs at the opposition club. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes to scoff, uh, <laughs> you know, and other times to sort of, you know. God, this is a nice one, isn't it? And and um, and as as a memento, a lot of visiting fans have come to play more. I know by programs because it's part of the yeah. memento of your trip to wherever you go. Um, Keep it up. Yeah. So say. so Keep it, it may be, look, it may be thrown out. The football league clubs may actually say no. We think it should carry on, but they are being given the chance to yeah. say yay or nay to that. And finally, as they say on all the best news programs, we can't leave this week without mentioning Darren Moore. Well, Darren, who is who was named the Premier League's manager, manager of the month yeah. on the same day that West Bromwich Albion were relegated. Yeah, what a but hasn't he done a great job there? As as everybody <laughs> who, who has ever met him knew that he would. Well, yes, uh, uh, he was absolutely the. Uh, you're quite right. Anybody that knows him knows that he was absolutely the right person for West Brom to put in charge in that situation. Yeah. I listened to a, a Radio Five live interview with Chris Brunt the other day. And Chapman and various other people was pressing Brunt on. Well, yeah, but what has he done? How's that? He's, he's, he's completely turned it round. What magic wand has he waved over it? And Chris Brunt, you know, was almost embarrassed to be saying, well, not a lot, really. Uh, he's just a hell of a nice guy that's pulled everybody together and put a smile on everybody's face, which is, of course, is absolutely right. And, well, and he, he is a fantastically nice guy. As any, as you only have to chat to him for a couple of minutes to realise that. But he must have a steely side as well. well you don't have the career that he had no. for a start. No, no, no. He, he's not a pushover, Darren. Uh, you're telling me not. Uh, and never was as a player and certainly isn't as a... I'm sure he isn't as a coach and a manager. Uh, you have to remember, he's been coaching you know, at um, under 21 and under 23 level for quite a while. Um, so he's come up through that. He knows yeah. how to put a session on. Yeah. And, and, and he now, I'll, bet it, I'll bet he's pulled a couple aside and told him a time of day during, the, during this run. Um, but he, he's a guy that has his heart on his sleeve. You, yeah. you, Darren Moore could not uh, be obtuse about anything. You know, uh, uh, what he's got to say, he says. Um, and what he hasn't got to say, he's not bothered about. And, yeah. and uh, I'll bet he's put on some good sessions. I'll bet there's been some smiling and some laughter. Uh, uh, he did take over at a time when they had absolutely nothing to lose. So that's true. Yeah. You know, from yeah. the only way is up. Uh, and um, he, he's he's put a bit of belief back. He's put a bit of steel back into the team, uh, freshened the whole thing up. And away we go. And he doesn't and, and really want the permanent job, does he? he I wouldn't have thought so. I, I think he, I read that somewhere. He's a very sensible bloke, apart yeah. from anything else. Darren Moore is one of the least up themselves people I've ever met in my whole life. There's not an ounce of pride or, mm. or uh, that sort of stuff in him. And I think he knows this is just not a little bit too early for him to be yeah. moving up into, especially at a club like that. Um, uh, if if. Uh, if Clough ever moves on from Burton Albion yeah. or somewhere like that, uh, Darren, who played for them, 
he's a legend there, that, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Yeah. That, that might yeah. be that might be the type of, of job, especially since so sadly, and I think everybody who's been to Burton and has played with them for uh, you know involved in talk here with the years are sad that Burton had been relegated yeah. from the championship. Yeah. That was a bloody shame because you know the lower leagues need a Burton up at that yeah. level. Um, but that might be the type of job that Darren Moore could cut his teeth in managerial job and then you know before possibly tackling yeah. other stuff but no brilliant brilliant that absolutely all, delighted yes, to see him where yeah, he is quite yeah. and the entire country behind him as well yeah. in each game hoping that he could keep <laughs> going keep going and of course he, he, yeah. he duly has done but it's not it's, it's not been quite enough as I think everybody probably even oh, they knew yeah. uh, it wasn't going to be so you kind of hope that whoever comes in at West Brom whoever they do appoint over the summer looks at what Darren's done there and and keeps him in the team. Well, I, th I think, you know, that they they made a horrendous mistake, didn't they? Uh, and and and, yeah. and, have, and have been getting it wrong uh, as of course quite a lot of these clubs, these big clubs, you know, seem the, to keep doing. Um, the stakes are so high that club owners just have no patience at all, do they? Well, they they're, they're all torn, aren't they, between this, well, we need a name manager so that he'll be able to attract some players. When probably deep down, look at look at them, Swansea. What a mess that yeah. they've made of that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and we can all think of one, well, probably one or two others. Um, Everton have been bouncing around for the mm. last few years. Can't make up their mind what sort of a bloke no. you need in. And and of course the other disappointing thing is that a whole generation and succession of really quite promising and talented England English managers or UK born managers are getting fewer and fewer chances yeah. at these jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Watford they're never going to appoint an English yeah. manager, are they there? Um, and you just carry on and you think, well, managers who do well, Neil Warnock, for instance, uh, I know he's going up with Cardiff and that'll be fine. But, um, you know, Alex Neil at Preston, um, and we can all think of various yeah. other ones, Rowett at, at, at Derby, you, you hope that they can, uh, you know, that yeah. they've learnt their trade, they know what works, They're, they've got built up the contacts. Mm. Are they ever going to get a chance at a decent Premier League club? And let's say, let's say Cardiff find it tough in yep. the Premier League next season. Mind which you, they... one or two people at Playham might find it a bit tough. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, they're, they're a different proposition indeed, yeah. aren't they? But... You know, Neil Warnock is going to be the the press will turn on him. People with the pundits, much as we love them, will all turn on him. He's been there before, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's perfectly capable of giving yeah. as good as he gets, <laughs> as everybody knows. But um, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what sort of money Tan gives him to, yeah. to 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 strengthen that squad up and 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 give him a chance of hanging in there, just as Huddersfield have done yeah. this season. They've That's good well, news to, to yeah. see them staying yeah. up, um, and and. A good start, I know it's cliche, 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 but a good start is so important, isn't it? You get some points on the board in those first few weeks of the season, as Huddersfield did, yeah, um, and Burnley did. It it just even you can afford a bit of a, a fade out in the second half of the season. But if you get off, you if if you kick off that season and you've only got two or three points out of the first six matches, you're you're, you're cooked, million yeah. to one. Now we actually unconsciously did something rather clever there and um, we'll, we'll end on this note because we started off talking about Huddersfield because Huddersfield were in that equation with us when we were at South End. Way back, yes, in 2004. And now look at them. Yeah. In, in, in the Premier League for a second season. Amazing. Anything is possible in football, isn't it? It is. It so, is, it is, and uh, all right, United have got to come from a little bit further back now. Yeah. Um, and we're all waiting to see 
what Gary Hours and and the club around him uh, can put together to just put smiles, one or two smiles on back on, on the on the back of some faces and prompt people to start buying some yeah. season tickets. Good stuff. Thank you very much for your time. We've taken up quite enough of it. This has been Guy and David on the Herald Express, Devon Live, Yellow Army Talk United podcast. Always get that in a different order every week. I'll write it down one day so we can no, have no, some consistency. It needs to be in a different order every week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the faulty towers. Yes, uh, 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 it um, is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> syndrome. We did have much to discuss against all the odds. And uh, we'll finish as we always do. Come, Come on, on, you, you yellows. yellows.